My name's Nick. Uh, I'm the DM here, and I DM'd, of course, for the first season of 1D5, and I'll be doing it again here. Um, and I think we're going to get through all six books. I, I've only completed one campaign in my entire life. Um, it was The Rise of Tiamat, and a lot of the people in this channel, actually only one of the people in this channel, David, uh, was a part of that campaign. Uh, all it was all the way through. Yeah, so that was that was quite the treat, and it's it's my mission to have that happen here again. All six or seven books, uh, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited, and I've overprepped. My wife has given me a lot of shit about overprepping all day. She kept asking, what are you doing? How could you possibly have more to prep? We're only going to get through like 25% of that. And you know what? She might be right, or we might get all the way through my prep. We're, we're going to see. But I'm super excited to start Skulls and Shackles. I'm going to throw it over to Aiden. Aiden, please tell us about yourself as a player and um, what you're most excited about for this AP. Aiden, husband of one, father of two, and roller of twenties. A new character, a new campaign, what's there not to be excited about? God, it's like you just write everything and you're just ready and it's just, maybe you should be the DM. <laughs> that was beautiful. Everything's off the cuff, Nick. Oh, I believe it. Ryan, I how don't. about you? <laughs> he definitely writes some of it down. I don't know about that intro. That might have been off the cuff, but he definitely writes some of it down at a time, I think. You're lifting the curtain, Ryan. Our players need to th- our listeners need to think it's all natural. That's true. We don't write anything. Well, nothing uh, nothing that I do is natural. So uh, I am Ryan, one of the players. Uh, and uh, I too have a wife, but only one child. I think it's fair that I should have said that I also have a wife and a child, just in case Harley's listening. Hi, Harley. I I didn't forget about you. (laughs) David, go ahead. I'm David. Uh, I have two kids, much like Aiden, and one wife, like the rest of us. And I'm excited to jump off of a ship as many times as possible. There are reef sharks in the water. I'm just going to just pull that curtain back right now. Please don't jump in the water at all. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't say what I was excited about, but I guess I'm excited to watch David's character jump off of ships into reef sharks. Man, I'm going to launch myself off of those uh, those sails like right onto another ship. Use my little claws to get down the sail. It's going to be great. You have illusions of grandeur, and it's beautiful. Uh, Jay, Imagine how cinematic. It's going to be very cinematic, and I can't wait for the character art that's going to happen from that once we get, you know, three or four listeners. Mm-hmm. One of them's going to be an artist. Um, Jay, hi. Hi, I'm Jay. I, too, have a wife named Nick. Oh. One <laughs> daughter named Harley. <laughs> so, someone's going to die real fast. <laughs> and I'm just excited to play. It's been a long time. We finally know who wears the pants. Oh, she wears the pants. We knew There's that no illusions. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> nope, zero illusions. Uh, Harley, if you're listening, you knew this from the very start. Um, good, good. And uh, with us right now, we have two listeners, good friends of mine. We have Rob. Hey, Rob. And we have Ryan. Thank you both for coming. This is going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we have our recorder, Craig. We'll be saying hi, Craig, quite a bit. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Um, and DJ Roomba on the music uh dj roomba is actually connected to sirenscape thank you sirenscape um they do all of our music and it's it's a lot of fun also i got permission from rare to use a lot of sea of thieves music 
So shout out to Rare for that. I didn't think that I'd get a response, but that's going to be great. Uh, and then some of the music is by Beetle the Bardcore. So that's going to be that's going to be something else. Um, but with that, I think I think that's all of our introductions. And I'd like for you guys to go back to a time not very long ago. Now in your mind, there are spider webs everywhere. And the camera pans around the room and you're able to make out a few disgusting creatures. A massive half-spider humanoid abomination uh, and a few dream spiders seemingly waiting for something. They're all poised and looking at the door. Now that door opens and something invisible moves through the webs. You're able to see it as it pushes the webs out of the way. Uh, and it, It's leaving a trail of blood in its wake. And it closes the same door that it entered in quietly. The figure moves towards the back, hiding, clearly attempting to escape something or someone. But what? That answer comes as the door opens and a group of four adventurers hastily enter the room. A half-orc warrior wielding a two-handed weapon. A scholar whom looks like he might know a thing or two about magic. A man shrouded in a dense, brooding type of darkness. And of course, a child. That child steps forward and he scans the room and pauses only for a moment before throwing an ornate dagger as hard as his little arms can. That dagger finds its target quickly and sinks into something solid. The invisibility drops and the man who is fleeing the justice of the group only known as Prism is met with steel right between the eyes. The child fist pumps the air as the king of spiders falls. Now that camera zooms out, zooms out of the ship that they were on, out of the bay, out of the dock, and further and further into the air, revealing the entire beautiful city of Corvosa. It pans to the west over Conqueror's Bay. You guys could follow me as I go here. You could see my little cursor there. Shout out to Foundry. Uh, pans to the left over Conqueror's Bay. And then it starts to head south towards the Arcadian Ocean. It keeps going until it hits the eye of a Bendigo, the endless storm. You can't really see much, if you can imagine it, until you come out onto the other side and you are met with the shackles. It starts lower towards a bustling port town called Port Peril. And the year is 4712, in the glorious age of the Free Captains. It's a time of unparalleled prosperity for the Shackles Pirates as the Cheliac's fleet struggled to control the seas. The exact day is the 31st of Desnus. The last day of spring and Port Peril celebration of summer is already in full swing. Now that same imaginary camera, it lowers towards the streets and it's kind of weaving and dodging through the, th the thick crowds and slows at the door of a very popular tavern, the Formidably Made. Now, though predominantly human, there's a great representation of the different races residing in the shackles. And that first and probably best example of this is a large shelled turtle standing at the bar. Ryan, why don't you tell us about how we're looking, or who we're looking at rather, and how such a large turtle came here to be in the formidably made? So, uh, you are looking at Bilgemark, uh, also known as the Undying to. Uh, people of the 
uh, Medio Galti crews. Um, he uh, is most notable for being uh, captured by a bunch of cannibals uh, with his crew of the Bruise crews uh, and being the only survivor of that encounter. Um, and he ended up surviving because uh, some people came in and uh, captured a bunch of those cannibals and, and took them away to be slaves. Um, but he was not taken, and he eventually made his way off of that island uh, and found his way to Port Peril. The bartender slides that big total of drink. This one's on the house. The rum tonight is paid for by the free captains of the shackle. Shackles, rather. A tradition this time of year. Now, at the end of that bar, where the big total is, another interesting type of humanoid eyes the crowd. A mug in its paw. David, how about you tell us about your character and how did the cat man get into the bar? So you're looking at a very wet uh, tabaxi who is just jet black. He's uh, <clears throat> unhappy. He's very tall and lean. He's about, he's well over six feet tall. And he's just sitting by himself uh, and yeah, and sopping wet, just like kind of trying to dry himself off. Wet cat he's probably, smell. He's probably by a, by a fire. Hmm. Trying to stay warm. Now as you watch people, you notice a table full of robed men. The quietest of the patrons, even though it's, it's, it's pretty loud in here, it's not hard to be the quiet one. And they speak in hushed tones and eye anyone whose gaze lingers for too long. Brother Malagor. It is important to indulge in the festivities of the common. The best slaves are the ones who have the illusion of hope, the illusion of happiness. Drink. Show them that those in service of Bane still commiserate with the plight of the peasants. The Dreadmaster raises his mug, enchanted to look like blood was flowing from the rim itself, and clinks it against your cup before drinking. Aiden, who is the watchful brother Malagor? You do not need chains or collars if you bind your enemies with words and lies. I think that was a little similar to my previous character, but I've been working on the voice. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> dial it in over the next few episodes. We'll do the Malagor introduction. There you go. You're, you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of the same voices here, guys. Uh, we're not robots and we're not professional actors. We're just a bunch of people having some fun. Good. So, do you uh, do you cheers to uh, the Dreadmaster of unholy and unquestioned faith, Dreadmaster Malagor, at your service. Excellent, Malagor. A shepherd tends to his flock, but you do not send a shepherd to hunt wolves. You send Malagor. Dreadmaster Malagor is armored in faith, shielded by devotion, and armed with zeal. He is returned to the inner seas at the behest of the Black Inquisition to hunt enemies of the faith and spread the glory of Bane. And on the open seas, there's only one law that matters, the law of strength and the ability to enforce it. And there aren't many laws on the seas, so those ones are definitely paramount. Now this bard in the background, I don't know if you guys can hear his work, but he's working real hard to keep the spirit alive and he's doing a damn good job. 
Now many more of the drunk patrons are dancing and getting a little more than just personal with each other. You see a little bit of nudity, but this show isn't rated R, so we will stop at that description. Now one such drunkard is a lithe female with an adventurer's pack fastened to her back and little else on her person. And if you were looking close enough, you could see that there's a thick tome peeking out of that backpack. And she's moving to the tune of the bard's lute and letting the rest of the world melt into unimportance. Jay, who is this carefree lady? And does she come here often? I'm asking for a friend. She has been here before, but it's been a while. She's got her arms up in the air. She's wearing a flowy white blouse with a skirt that looks like she's patched it together from pieces of material herself. Um, Upon first glance at her face, you swore that you saw a really mischievous smirk, but then second glance it's gone and her eyes are wide she has crazy blue hair and she just looks like the most carefree innocent little thing in the world and she keeps dancing dancing her cares away and it's beautiful and you guys are all having a great time you know it's 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 often that they have celebrations but not this large the first day of summer is a big deal and it's the best time for sailing and as you get drunker and drunker the door slams open and a man with golden teeth strolls in, followed by six or so burly-looking pirates, and they're carrying a chest full of gold. That chest barely fits through the door, and every single one of you is eyeing it. There's a lot of gold in there. Now, the man with the decorated mouth pierces the crowd. They kind of move for him, like the sea, for Moses, if you believe in that type of stuff. And he moves straight to the bar, snapping for the chest to be dumped all over it. Not on the bar, I'm saying gold everywhere and he looks around and he turns to the crowd and he says tonight you all drink on the coin of the most fearsome captain in all of the shackles captain and his voice is drowned out by the cheers and the bard just starts playing again people are scrambling over the bar top of the gold and the bartender starts pouring rum for everyone having his wenches distribute the glasses as quickly as possible the gold mouthed man looks a little bit irritated that he didn't get to announce the captain's name, but I think deep down inside, you guys as PCs know what the captain's name is, especially David. Now the mood elevates to an entirely new level as people start to get absolutely wasted. The four of you, no exception. Now, couple things. I'd like for you all to zoom in on what y'all, whatever you could see. And you could probably only see a very small part of a, a map here. If you click on your character, you can use WASD to move them. WASD, you can use your other keypad, although there's not much movement to be had. You guys are in a cell. Oh, maybe I should unpause the game. There you go. Now you can move around. Go ahead and highlight your characters. You can move around, do whatever you'd like to do. But you can't leave. It's interesting, and that's because this door here is locked. I love this program. You could try to pick it, it's not going to work. The last thing you remember was the smile on the man's face. Gold teeth and all. He was watching each and every one of you as your memory fades. Time has passed, and you're not sure how much. The floor below you is hard, and you each have the worst headache and the taste of cheap rum in your mouth. It's time to roll the first check of the entire campaign. Can each of you give me 
a medicine check or a nature check. Now you can do that. You can do that by double-clicking your character, and I think I've programmed this for each of you. Double-click your character, and on the left-hand side, you have all of your checks. If you click on the word, it will row for you. Nick, you said medicine or... Nature. Medicine or nature. Whichever you feel... Oh, oh, there we go. A 20 from Ryan. Belgemark. Belgemark, sorry. I don't know who Ryan is. Okay, wow, guys. You just bringing it? At the very beginning? Okay. All right. Good. We have two 20s, a 16, and a 10. I'm liking that average, and so should you, because let's get the good rolls out of the way. Each of you, you know, maybe maybe uh, Stone, you, you, you know, you're kind of struggling with the knowledge, uh, but each of you realizes that there is a faint taste of nutmeg in your mouth, and you know what that is. It's oil of taggot poisoning. You guys have each been poisoned and seemingly press-ganged onto a ship. Because, this, you know, the, the room is swaying, and you're not drunk anymore. And you're no fools. And this isn't the greatest situation. You're in a cell, and it's just the four of you. And it's time to wake up. And that same camera that was panning all over the world is now first person. And a title screen comes up and it says, Welcome to Skulls and Shackles. What do you guys do? Freak out because the title screen just popped up in the middle of <laughs> the cell. Yeah, I'd freak out too. I'd freak out too. Go ahead and make a perception check since you're the first one to speak. Catman. We are caged and it appears you doubly so, turtle. Fifteen. Fifteen. So you, you're able to get a good look around. You're looking through the bars and, you know, although I don't have them here yet because I wasn't able to figure out how to program it. Uh, you have a bunch of different hammocks. Uh, it looks like a, a deck for people to sleep. And next to you in a smaller cell is a man laying on his back, staring at the ceiling. It's glassy-eyed and bruised. It looks like this guy hasn't eaten for days. But other than that, there's a locked door um, and just the four of you. You recognize the faces around you. You saw them while you were people-watching, trying to warm up by that fire. The circumstances are odd, and they're not very good. But, you know, the four of you seem to be alive. Malagor, you see largely the same. This shell is no cage, small man. Halagor's pretty decently sized for a human. Uh, nothing compared to Bilgemark, of course. Malagor weighs in at a paltry 200 pounds, and Bilgemark is 400, if I remember correctly. 450, yeah. Jesus Christ, that is a... Is there any water on the floor? There is, yes, actually, right here at the bottom point. I don't know how to ping, but you can see my cursor. There's a little bit of water right here. Now, I would say that it's liquid. Um, you're at the low part of the ship. It is liquid. Uh, it looks water-like, water-adjacent, I'd say. Do we have our stuff? You feel your persons, and you guys have nothing. Absolutely nothing now um i think the only one of you 
that has anything is Lilith with fine clothes. You still have a, um, a change of clothes on you somehow. You were able to stash that away in a tinderbox. But the rest of you, you have been stripped of all of your gold, all of your weapons, all of your loot. He just Does Malagor still have his nose piercing? He still has his nose piercing, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's important. Thing. He's a very handsome man with a nose mm-hmm. piercing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and without it, there would have been there would have definitely been some hell to pay. But no, you have your nose piercing. Lilith doesn't have her book. She doesn't have her book. Okay, it's she's going to squeeze her way right over here to where she can get right next to the water. Okay. And she's going to start silently panicking and muttering to the water. You guys are Ignoring everybody this. else in the room. Cat. Can you use my nose ring to lockpick the door? Uh, yeah, I was about to ask for that. Can you hand it over? Malagor does so. And I, uh, Stone will roll to try and unlock the door. Yeah, give me a give me a high DC here. This is a pretty pretty hefty lock. Uh, that's a natural one. Mm. Uh, so that so that comes out to you, a seven. You, you, you know, you jostle with the door, and it's like you know, you, it's you're a little bit loud, you're a little bit rusty, but you're not be, really given the best implements here. And then the nose ring breaks inside of the lock. <gasps> I hold, then, I, I hand the the like other half of the nose ring to him, and be like, I, uh, I'll get you another one. <laughs> You guys hear a faint noise coming from this man over here. And for those of you close enough, you hear he's singing and he says, I thought I heard the old man say, <coughs> Leave her, Johnny, leave her tomorrow. <coughs> you will get your pay. And it's time for us to leave her. And you hear these footfalls. Just someone from the deck above is hearing what's going on down there. And more than a handful of people start coming down the stairs nearby. Um, You guys have a moment to gather yourselves before these people make it down there if you want to do anything. Yes. Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I will take a second to uh, focus inward, um, and uh, I am going to attempt to break open the door. Ooh, I guess I'll move out of the way. So I'm focusing on my brute force, Uh, so I'm making that my psionic focus. Okay. So can you describe for our listeners and for me, actually, what exactly you're doing? Like yeah, so uh, I am well-versed in the uh, mystical arts, uh, and I can often go into very zen-like states. Uh, and in this case, uh, I am doing so to uh, bolster my uh strength-based abilities. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, focus on my inner self and use that to break down the jail door. 
As you move past me, you'll note that Bilgemark is behind Malagor. I cast Guidance on you. Ooh. Can you tell Ryan us what Guidance touch? Ryan gets to add a 1d4 to one ability check of his choice. There we go. Give it me... can roll before or after the ability check. What are you going to do here, Ryan? Yeah, so I'm trying to, uh, I guess, use my athletic ability to uh, break down the door. Got it. Let's see it. Don't roll low. Jesus Christ. Uh, So I rolled a 23 without the 1d4 assistance. The door slams open, and I'm going to try to do it here. Um, The door is open at this point, so you guys are able to move out just in time for a familiar face to walk down the stairs. Um, So he can't really... He's coming down. You guys can see his feet. Are you guys going to exit the cell as he's coming down? Yes, oh, yes. I am. Okay. And I'm so going to he... look at, to see if there's any if any of those tools on that table to the um, right of me are actual tools or if it's just they look legitimate like, tools. Are those, those are, are those real or is that just Those are real tools. Yeah, so there is um, there is a hacksaw, there's um, a, a syringe, uh, maybe a bloodied arm, um, improvised weapons, if you will. And as you're searching that table, you see the gold tooth man make his way down with a handful of pirates that you recognize. And he says, that's enough out of you. That's no way to wake our guest. Get back in the cell. And he's holding a massive barbed whip. And each one of these pirates is holding cudgels. He's approaching you, and he's cracking that whip. He hasn't attacked. Well, is no one going to comply? If you'll notice, I'm still in the cell. He cracks his whip, and she will be the only one not being punished, if I have my way. Now back in the cell. Ooh, goody. I'm going to take five steps uh, farther away from the cell door. Okay, wow. I uh, didn't think that we'd be going here, but we are. Uh, (laughs) The first thing he does, uh, he doesn't expect the fight, but he points towards the other side of the stairs, and you see some of them rounding it. Um, And these guys look pretty formidable, but they're not, you know, massive people. And he cracks his whip against you. Now, of course, your AC is incredibly high. Uh, let's see. Thanks to a giant turtle yep, shell. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. Oh, that is horrible. He hits you, but it just hits your cell, and it just bounces off, and you see him just fully annoyed, and he goes for the hit again. Yeah, nothing. Oh, yeah, 21. Uh, and you take 1d6. We can go into uh, initiative if you want. Roll 1d6. And you take 5 damage, lashing damage. And these guys yeah. are getting closer to you. And as much as I want to show these punks who's boss, if he's able to do 5 damage to Ryan in one turn, I don't think we're going to survive very long. Yeah, I, I, I will slink back in. 
good, good, just like a pussycat to slink back into the shadows now with the rest of you in. In! All right, I will begrudgingly move back into the cell. You gotta go through the actual door, yeah. <laughs> you're big, but you're not very smart, are you, Tortle? You'd be surprised. Well, I can't wait for you surprising me when you get up on deck and report to duty before Cap'n flays your sausage into flesh and we get fish guts to fry you up for breakfast. Now come right back out of the cell I told you to get in and get up the stairs. And you can see them kind of moving out of the way. Now, the mechanics here, uh, these stairs are actual stairs. If you get onto the stairs, you will have a choice to walk up them. I have a, have a quick question. Yeah. Was flaying my Malachor, sausage you a, a euphemism? <laughs> Malagor, no. Get your ass back here. You said go on to deck. Get up the stairs. Are you run If you want to run to that ladder, absolutely. Oh, they're not the stairs. No, the stairs are right here. So as you guys get up those stairs, Ooh. this is actually important. So don't don't run around too much there. Uh, let me lock that door so you don't get in there. Um, you see a, a huge, largely naked brute. And none of you guys really recognize him except for one of you. And that's Bilgemark. Bilgemark, this guy looks like he doesn't eat regular food like the rest of us. He's chained to the wall, very close to the stairs. You can assume that he's there to guard it. And it doesn't look like he's been treated very well. He's tarred and feathered and looks like he's been beaten on. Um, and right now he's unconscious. Uh, he has a, a, a rat without its head on in its right hand, and he's got blood all over his mouth. He's just eating flesh, uh, and he might have passed out during that. But something, something familiar strikes you as you, um, as you look at him, as you make your way up the stairs, and you see that guy with the whip and the golden teeth uh, make his way up behind you, and you know he cracks his whip. And he says, "Get to the top deck." So go ahead and keep. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Now, as you guys make it to the top deck, it becomes very, very clear that you are absolutely at sea. Now, the unmistakable scent of the ocean hits you harder than the vision, and it's, it's, it's nice, and it's also a little depressing knowing that you have successfully been captured, and there's really no way out of the situation. You're on a three-mast ship, and she's absolutely beautiful. The crew is full of life. You see people scrubbing the deck by hand. And if you take some time to look up, you see a bunch of people in the rigging hanging from the ropes. They repair minor tears. Um, and though everyone's working, the majority are looking at the four of you, the new meat. Now, some of them look just as scared as you, faintly familiar faces from the tavern and some you've never even seen before. And suddenly the gazes aren't on you anymore as everyone stops what they're doing to look at the higher deck on the stern where two figures stand. <laughs> Aiden, get back on the deck. I'm going to have to learn to lock you guys down. Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. That's how Going for a stroll. <laughs> I want to point out that I, I did not do anything. Don't worry. The next time no one told me. me to stay still. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No one, no one told you to stay still. Now, as you how guys, else uh, am I going to make friends? It's true. You have to be able to approach people. So, uh, 
the looks aren't on you anymore as they look towards the stern and the wheel. And if you guys look, there's one guy with a different token, uh, and he's got chains around it. Um, he's a broad, muscular Garundi man with a shaven head and a long beard. As a matter of fact, I think I can show you guys pictures, which actually would be pretty cool. Give me a second to figure that out. Journal. Yes, here we go. I can show you guys this image. Can you guys see this? Yep. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's a gold teeth, dude. No, 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 no. This is the captain. The gold teeth mm. dude is the one who woke or walked you up here. I'll show you him in just a second. Yes. Um, muscular guy with an eye patch. It's clearly the captain. Now, the younger man um, to his right is also balding, or, you know, the captain's just bald, with a long black ponytail, wearing a long coat, and carrying a well used cat of nine tails. Let me show you his picture. Uh, where are you? Here we go. Show players this image. Oh, here we go. Here's the gold tooth guy, just because he's here. This is gold tooth boy with the whip that got the first hit on uh, our bilge mark. And then here is the guy that's right next to the captain. Yes, wearing a long coat and carrying a well-used cat of nine tails, that whip in his right hand. He's actually got a really cool sword. I love that hilt. Now the captain smiles and braces against the railing, the only thing separating from uh, him and his first mate from the rest of you. He says, glad you could join us at last. Welcome to the Wormwood. Thanks for volunteering to join my crew. I am Gabe Morales. That's Captain Morales to you. Not that you'll ever need to address me, for I only have one rule. Don't speak to me. I like talk, but I don't like your talk. Follow that rule, and we'll all get along just fine. Lilith whispers, ooh, a challenge. He looks at you, and his eyes are damning. I said she whispered it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he doesn't hear you. Oh, and one more thing. Even with you new recruits, we're still shorthanded, and I aim to keep what crew I have. There'll be a keel hauling for anyone caught killing anyone. Mr. Plug. If you'd be so kind as to make pirates out of these landlubbers, it'll save me from having to put them in the sweatbox for a year and a day before I make pies out of them. You see a little flourish as she walks away towards the back of the deck. And Mr. Plug steps to the right here. Welcome, new recruits. I am Master Plug, and just like the captain, I have no time for your sniveling. You follow my orders or you swim. And believe me, the reef sharks, I know most of you have heard of them, are very hungry. You try escaping and will chum the water so quick, you'll be a pile of bones at the bottom of the ocean seconds before you leave the deck. If any of you think my list funny, you'll get a whipping until you learn to respect your masters. Now, there's no rest for the wicked, so it's time to get right to work. And the first thing is first. First, we find out 
what you worthless scrubs are good at. You see Master Scourge over there? Master Scourge magically teleports because I forgot to put him over there. You see him over there on the other side of the ship? The one with the golden teeth? The ropes next to him will take you to the crow's nest. Climb the rigging and make it back to the stern castle where I stand. The first one here wins. Questions? Good. Go. And he points. And you guys are going, no, 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 no. Okay, let me. Initiative? <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to go into initiative. <laughs> okay. We're going to move a little bit back. Uh, you know, just like the stairwell, these things have triggers when you go onto them. And it'll take you to a completely different part of the map, into the rigging. We're going to roll dexterity checks each time you try to climb the ropes and for when you're high up there. It's either dexterity or acrobatics, whichever one benefits you more. Um, and the first one to the other side wins. And the last one, well, the last one loses. So I'm going to put you guys, yeah, answer. Daily double. What, what if I have a climb speed? Ah, your climb speed does come into account. Oh, you're the cat. Of course. Yeah, you have I am. Speed. I wonder who's uh, going to win. Yeah, yeah, unless you really fail your dexterity checks here, which would be embarrassing, because even when you get to the top, uh, I'm going to make you, even a cat, dexterity checks. Yeah, what is your dexterity? Not your business. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to check your character sheet that I put in there. Yeah. And let me actually, Ryan, so you can actually modify your health there, too. I just did that for you, just in case. You can double-click oh, yourself. Oh, yeah. I did that in my, like, paper oh. version, but I guess I could do this. You took one extra hit point away. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, you're right. There you go. Sorry about that. Just wishful thinking. I also All just right. learned I how to keep these pirates honest. So now mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Ryan remembers how to do this. You guys should have something in the encounter side. So there's a little fist. Uh, looks like a, a, a power sign there. Perfect. There should be a 1d20 next to your name for you to roll initiative with. Can you guys touch those real quick to roll for initiative? There we go. Okay, so that works perfectly. Excellent. Look at that. Wait, what? I missed yes. it. So there's a fist in the top right-hand corner. It's called the combat tracker. Uh -huh. I rolled a two, so don't worry about going last. <laughs> if you click that fist, it will roll initiative for you. I also rolled a two. <laughs> you guys suck at initiative here. Okay, perfect. Well, we are going to get right into it here. Lilith, you can move your entire move speed and then make a dexterity check. Once you get up there, we're going to go in order. Go for it. So each square is five? Yes. Now, actually, your things are already tuned. So if you guys see this fat guy trying to move here, you see how it turns yellow? That means that he can't go that far unless he dashes. So okay. you're, this guy's And are we just going ready. to either one of Does it matter which one we go to? Nope. Either one will take you up there. Lilith says, well, boys, let me show you how it's done. She's going to move up. So you have to go actually go up the stairs. You can't just jump up that deck. So the yeah, stairs are, yeah, oh, perfect. Can I move right here? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So wait, once it gets yellow, that means I can't move anymore? That means you that you'd move. have to use a dash. Yeah, a double move. Oh, but I can duck. I'm not doing anything mm -hmm. else, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you can't climb up there because that would be an action, but you can do that yeah. on your next turn. If I let myself go right here, will I be able to climb next time or do I? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, let me see what happens when I click begin combat. Okay. And now, Stone, your turn. 
Alright. So Stone will just grunt and run. Is are the are these things the boats can, difficult to Yeah, no, no, no. Over? You can you can walk over them. Absolutely. Alright. Why can mine is mine doesn't go yellow. What's your move speed? Is it ridiculous? It's, oh, it's 30 feet. Oh, hold on. Am I doing something wrong? Oh, there it goes. There oh, you God. go. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Mother. <laughs> We're all going to get the hang of this. Don't worry. Now, since this is an audio podcast, of course, uh, we're seeing our players run up the deck of this uh, this map that I was able to get. Uh, and they're making their way towards the rigging in the back. And we're going to see the first person and see who tries to get up here first. All right, next in the initiative is Bilgemark, the Undying. I don't see this going well for you. Is there a way to, like, split my movement into multiple steps? Or do I just, like, do part of the movement and then... Do the do other part. part of the movement and do the other part. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but I just haven't figured it out yet. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Uh, okay, so do I click the go up thing or do I do you, the decks? You can do, you click the go up thing and you will go up. And is that the action going up? Uh, that is the action going up. Yep. And then there'll be a climb. As Ryan can see, I don't think you guys can see Ryan's screen, but Ryan, yeah, you're I see seeing a, a whole... bunch of people yep. up here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Malagor, here comes the Malagor. Wait, so when I'm up here, do I still have movement? Uh, no. Once you get onto the rigging itself, it'll take a turn, and you'll have to make dexterity checks as we make it up there. Okay. All right, Lilith, it is your turn. And I think you're going to be the first to make a dexterity check to climb. Go ahead and roll me that d20 or acrobatics. It's up to you. You can double click your character sheet. Doesn't matter either way. How do you just roll a d20? Uh, do just flash. Just... Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you not have a modifier? For acrobatics? Mm hmm. You do, I on that. Oh, plus two. Yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. No, you're able to make it up there. Go ahead. You can use you your move speed. An 18 plus two. What do you mean? Yep. Do what so, now? so you want to get all the way up here. Let me show you where, since I don't know how to ping yet. See this guy right here? Yeah. And then you guys are going to move all the way this way, all the way to the back deck, and then down the ropes. So do I have to I go see. over so here? So those first? Like, sails or whatever are the things that we're climbing. Exactly, yeah. So you want to come all the way up here first? You see where okay, thing is? Yeah. yeah. Do that. So that's 10 feet, and then you want to yeah. move down. Yep. This is great... Uh radio you right. move this and way. i can only go up oh, to here yeah. right yep yep go up there yeah. and then you'll have to make another dexterity check okay uh stone the cat the stone will nonchalantly like he doesn't want to do it climb up and then i was down because i'm not a cheater so i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing so oh do I... hi yeah so you see my cursor right here yeah you want to climb so, to here and then make your way down the sails across to the end of the ship and then down okay. the uh, the rigging. Yes. So there's sails strung across, like yep. up on along the top line. Mm -hmm. So what does my my climb speed allow me? Can I double? He rolled roof? an eleven. I rolled Another an eleven. One. You rolled an eleven. Yeah. Let's let's get into the habit of announcing our rolls. 
So can um, I double move? I guess not, because it's a it's an action to get here, mm -hmm. so I can just move my okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. For everyone at home, I'm winning. Barely. By, by commanding right ten feet. Bilge mark, this I wanna see. Can you give me that roll? Do you are do you have a climb speed? <laughs> I don't think a turtle has ever climbed anything before, so Go ahead and give me a dexterity roll. Or an acrobatics. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine either of those is going to be. No way. Oh, minus one, nine. So really no way. So you try to make your way up that rope, but you're stuck at the bottom. Um, next turn, you'll be able to try again, but you are at a very, very large gap between the winner at this point. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but you're trying and that's the important part. Malagor. Is this an ability check or a saving throw? Uh, this is an ability check, not a saving throw. Do you have a climb speed, or is the cat the only one with the climb speed? I don't have a climb speed. I'm going to cast Guidance as my action. Okay. How do I do a dexterity check? Uh, so you want to double-click your picture? Got it. Or, yep. Ooh! God, how is oh, no. it possible? That is oh. a natural one. A natural one. That is that is horrible. You are tangled in the ropes, and you're not able to make a move on your turn as well. It looks like this race is down to just the two of you. Lilith, go ahead, make that dexterity roll, and see if you can move your move speed. Okay. Yep. You 13? made it. Yep. For everybody listening at home, Lilith is winning. So just I can just go straight up here, right? Mm-hmm. Can I double move or no? Uh, can you not dash on? I'm thinking no. No, I'm thinking... Okay. just gonna, regular? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, for a very important role, stone. Stone's gonna curse under his breath and roll from his dice tower this time. A 16. Ooh, that is a, enough to keep going and not fall. Now that is right where they're at. That's the perfect place. And then you're able to climb down and then you click on one of those. Um, I do that to, this turn or next turn though? Uh, next turn, next turn. Okay. Okay. Uh, back to the people who are probably not going to win. Bilgemark, can you Ooh, at wait. least get up there? Sorry, how high up are we? You are about, I'd say, ooh, that's a great question. 20, 20, 30 feet up? Nice. Wow. The first time you anyone's ever seen. minus one for a 16 a, total. A huge total climbing up the rigging. Everybody is watching. Uh, you hear some cheers as you get up there. Malagor, you're not looking real good here. Um, there you go. Oh, God, this is... Wait, so is that first bit, uh, does that count as 10 feet of movement just to get there? And then... Definitely, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ooh, the rigging is starting to creak as you step onto the sails, and, you know, you could see uh, Master Plug, like, kind of shaking his head, not thinking that you would have actually gotten up there, and this isn't looking good for the sails or you. This is this is very dangerous. Malagor, your turn. Ooh, Wow. That's before I do guidance as well. It's just a straight natural 20. That is a natural 20. You make it up there without any incident. 
perfect. For a natural 20, surely I should do better than average. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you, you, you also rolled a natural 1 right before that. So so you were the definition of average. You've evened it out. Lilith, this is uh, probably the most important role if you want to win. I think you could actually finish no pressure, this huh? if pressure. you roll favorably. <gasps> oh, 17. 17. Wow. Can I make it all the way there? You move where he is. That's 10 feet. And then you can move down the rope. We only got to go to this one, not the one way no, down No, no, no. This one. Yep. Let go of your character. Okay. And then go down to the left. Perfect. Then, and you click on that to get down there. And Lilith is the winner. Awesome. So the rest of you guys can make your way down there. Um, no need for checks at this point. Well, didn't he say that the person who was last would be something would happen to him? He said there were winners and there were losers. Yeah. Uh, and as far as he's concerned, everyone who's not Lilith is a loser. That's the Ricky Bobby That's true. Uh, method. If you ain't first, you're last. Master Plug walks over to you and he says, Well, 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 congratulations. What was your name? My name is Lilith. And I'm sorry, what's your name? My name is Master Plug. All right, Master Plug. Nice I to meet you. I like the way you say master. Now you're the fifth newest rigger, Lilith. You report to me every morning at Lath Bell for your assignments. Congratulations. The rest of you. Well, the next test is less athletic. Where is the turtle? And he's looking around. Did Bilgemark make it down? I gave up halfway and went down the middle rigging instead of going down the uh, final one. Yes, it's down. That was an impressive show, I must say. Get to the top deck, Tortle. Now this second test is less of an athletic prowess and more of just a question. Answer me this truthfully or you'll chase my cat of nine. Which one of you can cook? He's looking at each of you. None of you know your way around a pot? What skill corresponds to cooking? I would say like survival or nature. Or nature? Mm-hmm. I have a plus zero in... Oh, I have a plus... Oh, wait, no. Or survival. I have a minus one in survival. <laughs> I Normally people cook for me. So you know your way around good food then, hmm? Master. Master. Yes, yes. The one with the beautiful hair. Yes. What <laughs> can I do for you? Lip Master Smug. I can cook for you. Did you say Master Smug? Oh, My sorry. Name. I meant Fug. My name is Master Plug, and he whips the cat of nine tails on the uh, the wheel. Can you say it, Master Plug? You could see him getting very agitated. Oh, Master, you scare me. Good. I like my slave scared. Now, which one of you can cook? Are you to say that you are the most skilled in cooking, Tortle? No, I am. Is there anyone who would refute that? 
turtle? I, uh, I don't cook. Well then, what is your name, long-haired one? Dreadmaster. Mmm, that's not gonna do. Not on this ship. Tell me your given name. Dreadmaster Malagor. We're gonna call you Malagor. And he kind of imitates your, your accent You there. insult me, pug. My name is Plug. And he snaps the cat of nine tails at you. Let's see if he hits. He hits. What is with your rolls tonight? A 17? <laughs> <laughs> it's barbaric. Ooh. You take one damage. One bit of damage there. More of a tickle as the nine tails hit you. But, I mean, he's he's satisfied. You are now the cook's mate. Congratulations. Report to Ambrose Crook down in the galley. The crew calls him Fifth Guts. And if you can't figure out why now, you'll realize the second you catch a whiff. And the rest of you? Well, the rest of you are swabs and will report to Master Scourge. Welcome aboard the Wormwood. Get to work. All right. So you each have your assignments. Lilith, you are the ship's new rigger. Malagor, you've snuck into the kitchen, and I will show you the way. And the rest of you have the worst tasks. You guys are the ship swabs. Now, the way the life works on the ship is every day you guys wake up, there's a bell, you report to who you've been told to report to. We roll a d6 to see what you're going to do for that day, and whether or not you do it well will really determine whether or not you get punished. Um, and of course, as the day goes on, there's time for other activities, but you guys are really in servitude at this point. So we're going to go through our first day on the Wormwood, and we are going to start with the rigor. Let's get everybody where they're going to actually be uh, working today. Can I get each of you to roll a d6 except for, um, let's see, Bilgemark and Stone? You guys will roll 1d6 for the both of you, so you could choose who to roll. So Lilith... And Malagor, please roll me a d6. No modifiers there. Perfect. A four for our new cook, Malagor. Malagor, I'm going to unpause. Go ahead and go down those stairs uh, right here. I rolled a six. Okay. I'm on fire tonight already. You really are. Still paused. Oh, there you go. Unpaused. These stairs right here will take you to the lower deck. Go ahead. Perfect. And then if you go down through that door and then through the next door, right there, perfect. And I'm gonna lock you in here for now. Excellent, and we will come back to you. Lilith, if you will bring yourself right back to the rigging, that would be great. And for the rest of you, the two swabs, stay on the deck as we go through the day's work for these companions here. Now Lilith, you rolled a six. That is perfect. Let's see what today's task is. Okay. Lookout is your first task on the ship, and that is just perfect. So you're going to want to be here with the rest of the crew right on this lookout here, and you're going to be on the highest point. Um, and as you're going up there, Master Plug is saying, Lilith, we've left port, and we need to make sure that we're not being followed. 
get up into the crow's nest and be prepared to report to the captain directly tonight on your findings. I need you to make an acrobatics check to get back up there. And you're going to get better at this as you, you know, go through. But uh, every roll here is going to be important. 19. 19. Perfect. So make your way up there. I'm up here? Uh, into one of these crow's nests up here. I'm going to have to learn how to not oh, have... Get up there. <laughs> Just uh, move like this. Perfect. So for those of you listening at home, Lilith has made her way into the crow's nest. And now I need you to make a very important perception check as you're looking out over the seas. Oh my god. 18. These rolls, you're just on fire. I like this rolling. Yeah, no kidding. So even though you, the headache is still lingering and the blinding sun is in your eyes, you're still able to make out your course. You're very clearly heading west. Um, and there isn't any land in sight. You guys have been moving pretty quickly. You know, there's billow in the sails and you're in a three sail ship. It's, you guys are really treading water. Um, and the fact that there's no land in sight and that you guys are still heading west, those are both two things that the captain will want to hear personally tonight when you report to him. Um, so you have successfully done your task for the day. We are going to move to Malagor in the kitchen. Let's see. Now, as you leave the top deck, Malagor, um, you you know you're still on that same deck that you came up and you see the guy in the corner chained you make your way through what looks to be an armory um there's a bunch of weapons and you could have sworn you recognize something let me unlock this door for you you recognize something that maybe you wore and so you walk past and you see um a man in the corner and he's just mumbling to himself but the smell is really leading you to where uh are there any weapons i can steal uh not i mean you could definitely attempt to steal anything you want i think that the very important thing here is that you see a ladder and that ladder very clearly goes to the bottom deck where you saw all of the crew hammocks where you're probably going to be sleeping um and that ladder is not guarded by anyone but this older man um and he he's really you know, he's not unassuming, but maybe you'd be able to take him. Uh, but this door over here is open down here in the corner. And uh, the distinct smell of just rotten flesh and, you know, with a mixture of rum is coming from that door. And you know you've made your way to where you need to be. Now, when you walk in there, um, there is a a lot of cutlery you know there's there's fish in different states of you know being flayed open uh it, it's it's really disgusting in here you could tell that this is where the ship's food comes from um and there is a large overweight man just kind of sitting on the floor looking up uh he's very very clearly drunk uh you can't really tell if he's conscious or not um it's a disgusting mess and your arrival kind of stirs him just a little bit. He says, ah, oh, a new one. Welcome to the best part of the ship. And he kind of gestures grandly. He says, kitchen. Cook croup. Master Fish Slug has sent me. <laughs> don't, 
Don't let him hear you call him slug. I am fish guts. Fish guts. Who, who are you? Malagor. It Malagor. looks like you have a beer guts as well as a fish guts. <laughs> I like I like you, Malagor. I, do you do you want some rum? And he like just kind of takes this tankard full of rum and probably a lot of backwash and offers it to you. We we uh we get extra rations here. And Why, uh, thank you. Are you going to drink it? Of course. Oh, delicious. So it is. It's rum. It's not the best rum you've ever tasted, um, but it surely isn't, you know, delicious or disgusting. Uh, you can definitely taste some other stuff in there, uh, but you're, you're not exactly sure what it is. And as you take it from him, he kind of passes back out. His eyes are completely open, but he just starts snoring. And you're, for a moment, you're alone in the room and you're able to get kind of a, a lay of the land. There are two cannons in this room pointing outwards, you know, probably used in, in battle. If it gets really bad, you know, people will come back here into the kitchen to shoot. Um, but other than that, oh, I just realized the rest of you guys can't see this. Let me uh, I have no idea what's you, going on. Yeah, let me give you <laughs> vision of everything. Configure. Now that we've been in the ship. Token vision. Now you guys could probably see things. Yes. Great. Perfect. Are there any kitchen knives handy? Yes. There is a large butcher knife um, next to one of the fish that he was in the process of cleaning. I'll take it, a secret upon my person. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And uh, as you take it and stow it away, he wakes up. And he doesn't really notice that you take it. And he says, it's like he, he kept the conversation going. And he says, it's poison. It's poison, this ship. But uh, Malago, don't, don't let anyone hear you say it out loud. The whole listens. And the captain, Captain Morales, he sees it all. Poison, the wormwood is. Though rotten to the core, you'll not meet a more nasty sour piece of work than Captain Morales in all your days at sea the crew is the same Mr. Slug as you called him <laughs> don't 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 tell him I said that uh, vicious little sod that one is he'd take his own mother's life uh, if he could just to make pies he would but they they leave me alone they know that I can't arm them they only think that they eat everything you cook. And he ponders your words for a minute. Yeah. Poison, yeah. you said. You, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I do have a lot of power. I have a lot of power here. I make the food. The captain wants food and I make it. And then the crew, they have to eat. They should appreciate you. You know what? You know what? They should. And he tries you to stand obviously up. work very hard. I do work hard. I, I like you, Malagor. You, you, you're a good guy and your hair is real nice. I really, really like that about you. Oh, uh, man, I, I, I wasn't expecting a cool one. The, the last guy that they sent up here, he got a keel hauling for stealing. He got a keel hauling. That guy's dead. That guy's dead. But you wouldn't steal from us, would you? No, you're my friend. Fish guts. Did you did you say friend? I need you to roll a uh, hmm, a 
persuasion? A persuasion? You're not intimidating him. Or a charisma check, whichever one you want. Now this is uh, this is going to be an important pivot point for this. You guys can befriend almost anyone on this ship, and friends are very important. I'd like you to pay attention to the top of your top right-hand corner of your UI. You should have a journal entry called Wormwood NPCs. I'm going to configure permissions so you guys can see it now. Um, let's see, observer save changes. So you guys should probably be able to see. Wormwood entries, configure permissions. Let's see. Observer, 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 and observer. There. You guys can see it now. And if you click on that, then click on Ambrose Fishguts Croup at the very top, you could see that his attitude goes from hostile, unfriendly, indifferent, friendly, and helpful. And then I've got a description here that you guys could fill in at your own time. You could check out the image. I'll show this to you guys now. Um, you know, he's a very, very attractive young man. But friends, again, are very important to have. So this check, this check is a, it's, it's very important as well. Um, now, you could choose how you want to go about it and just describe to me how you're doing it. Uh, but I'm going to be going by a very, you know, strict DC check to go from indifferent to friendly and from friendly to helpful. You guys can attempt these on anyone on the ship. Now, I will say that there are people here who are going to be hostile or unfriendly, and I think I have everybody's attitudes here in that list, and so feel free to go through them. Uh, but let's start with you, Malagor. Imprisonment begins in the mind, friend, fish guts. Are you, are you saying that my mind is a, is a Prison? We'll both be free one day. I would... I would... I would really, really like that. Have I told you that I... That I really, really like you? And you see a genuine smile on his face as his attitude changes from indifferent to friendly. Go ahead and roll me a D... Oh, you already did roll a D6. Perfect. Oh, you... You did. I yeah, did a persuasion you. skill check and I rolled a 19. Mm. Now, that has absolutely moved his uh, his attitude from indifferent to help. Oh, to friendly. So that's that's a, a pretty big difference. So um, indifferent, basically, it means he doesn't much care, and you know he would his interaction with you would be socially expected interactions. But friendly, he wishes you well. He chats with you. He advises. He offers limited help, and he's one of your advocates. So this is a this is powerful, especially someone in such a powerful position as you put it. Now, um, your D6 earlier determined what today's task was going to do, and even though you guys are friends, you're still going to need to work. And let's see. Now, Captain Morales is celebrating something today, and I'm going to assume that it's probably the capture of the new crew, and wants one of the pigs taken from the port, Port Peril, cooked for dinner. I need you to make a survival or intelligence check to butcher the pig, and because Croup uh, is clearly too drunk to be of any help um, it's kind of a higher DC and his alcoholism is something that you can sway now that you're his friend um, so that's something that you'll have to discuss with him later of course so go ahead and roll that check it's either intelligence or um, what did I say survival Jesus Christ that was close it almost looked like it's going to be a 5 oh, it was an that... 18 plus 4 
You guys saved your your good rolls for the end here. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, you know your way around a pig, and even though Fish Guts and that DC was pretty high because he was drunk, you were able to butcher that pig perfectly and prepare a feast for the captain himself. Now, you are the cook's mate now, Malagor, so I don't need to tell you what that means. If you want to do something... You just gotta let me know, okay? Um, so you were successful. I understand. Good, 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 good. So you and Fish Guts are gonna spend the rest of the day together as we move to the swabs. Probably the worst task. Did you guys roll for the both of you? No. Before we, we move not. on. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. As I'm butchering the pig, I'm going to take some of the nasty parts that. Who are they to be consumed might get somebody stick, sick. And I'm going to hide them in the kitchen for use later on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll actually take a note of that. I like that. Okay. So you're going to hide them in the kitchen um, in a place that they won't be used. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Okay. Now the swabs. Did you make a roll? No. Would one of you please make a D6 roll? I don't want to be responsible for this, so I will You talked first. Okay. Once again, rolling from this beautiful dice tower. Two. I mean, look, a low number doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, But for a swab, uh, this is a very appropriate swab task that you've rolled. Uh, Today... Both of you will be participating in backbreaking work, swabbing the lower deck. So let's go ahead and move you to the lower deck. Um, now this is not easy work, and this is actually a very good example. I'm so glad you guys all rolled really, really uh, informative checks here. Um, you guys will both have to make strength or constitution. Uh, checks to not be exhausted. You guys are working super hard. Get all the way down to the bottom of the deck. Uh, And you can see that there are three women down here, also swabs, working super hard, um, not really paying attention to each other. And of course, the guy is still in that cell. Um, Let's see. So you guys have sandstone blocks um, called holy stones. And I need both of you to give me a strength or a con check. I can't. Oh. Why couldn't I move earlier? Oh, because the door is... Oh, no. Sorry. Hold on. Okay. You'll learn the uh, Do these count as athletics? Mm, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I could see this counting as athletics. You can absolutely do athletics if that helps. Isn't your strength insanely high? Oh, yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of those is a natural 20. Oh my god, you're cleaning the shit out of this deck here. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, you're cleaning circles uh, around everybody else, and you're making your way. And, you know, you can tell that this is where everybody who isn't an officer or the captain sleeps. So you're, you're making your sleeping area a little bit cleaner than the rest of theirs. So this is actually. Saying I can good. use athletics? Yeah, go ahead. Use athletics, athletic strength, or constitution? Mm hmm. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen is just enough to not be exhausted at the end of this ship. So you guys are down here scrubbing away, um, and I mean I think that where you guys are right now is pretty representative of where you're scrubbing. 
and um, you guys have a chance to talk to each other. This is the first time that you guys have had a little bit of quiet time, just the two of you. Well, actually, you know, just the uh, five of you here, but you can take the opportunity to see each other a little bit privately, if you'd like. It's uh, been a while since I've done any real work. You know, I just got off of one of these. This is not how he sounds. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. You know, he can just be Gimbal. Um, <clears throat> you know, it can change. I know it's going to change because I can't remember it. It could be know, a different one each time. Yeah. You know, I just got myself out of this type of work. Uh, not necessarily by choice. I had a better job in a previous life, but... This is definitely not something I'm planning on doing for long. The best job is no job. You know, I think I agree. And as you guys are discussing this, you see a woman dressed to accentuate her figure in a tight corset and ripped leather pants approaching the two of you. I think I can actually show you her picture here. Yes, here she is in all of her glory. Is she Phipps Chumlet? She is definitely not Phipps Chumlet. That is not she the is name. Sandara Quinn. Yes, yes. Not that you oh, guys know Oh, it says it right there. Oh, yeah, I see. Does say name. I was <laughs> definitely not I'm just Phipps. looking at the NPCs. <laughs> not Phipps Chumlet. Uh, so uh, her whole appearance speaks of the sea, from the seagull feather in her tricorn hat uh, to the sailor tattoos on her arms and the clay pipe just coming out of the corner of her mouth. And she speaks in a very hushed tone as she, you know, cleans a patch that you know, Bilgemark has already cleaned, but she's just trying to get close to you guys. And she says, I understand you lot are new here. I'd like to introduce myself. I am Semdara Quinn. And while I wasn't able to get much, I have some of the things that they took from you. She's looking around, trying to read you guys to see if you're going to snitch on her. I will gladly take those back. And she looks towards the cat. Yeah, I mean, I'm much more useful with my things. I agree. We all have keepsakes. And she unfurls a small knapsack and shows you some contents of what's inside. Great what's here. inside? I guess we'll find out next time on the next episode of 1D5. Just email us at the1d5pod at gmail.com. That's the, the number one, the letter D, the number five, pod 
at gmail.com. See you later. <laughs>